Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a packed episode of Blitz on the Balcony, brought to you by Brews on the Balcony. I'm joined with the whole crew today, Zach Zook, your host, TJ Weber to my left, Nick Yale to my right, and this is going to be a special episode amidst all the craziness going on in the world. We have some normalcy in that NFL free agency has started, but that's the only normal thing about it. These guys are flying around to different teams, unexpected moves taking place left and right. TJ and Nick, how are you guys doing? Good, man. Good. It's been crazy. Uh, you know, seeing what's been going on with coronavirus, obviously very scary, very sad, very crazy at times. Um, no to virus s- talk. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> to see the NFL, though. Don't talk about some, it. As you mentioned, some normalcy, though, with free agency. It's nice that this is probably one of the best free agent times we've had in the last few years, I'd say, for the NFL. Pretty wild stuff. Yeah, I mean, talk about some, like, looking just looking at the QB parody that's moving around, how many of these guys are switching teams. It's, it's just fun to see. Mm-hmm. I love I love free agency and, and this time of year because – when you see all these players swapping jerseys, changing teams, it makes it a little bit more interesting, and it makes it, you know, hopefully, I, I like difference mm-hmm. every year. I, I don't like the same consistent teams, and obviously the big story is Brady going to the Bucks. but uh, I, I think it's it's fun, a fun time in the NFL amidst uh, no sports right now. And let's start with the QBs. We're going to do a free agent kind of recap here because the majority of the moves have been made at the start of the league year this week. And then we'll kind of wrap up the CBA. I know the CBA finished before uh, the free agency came out, but let's not bury the lead here. The lead story today, you'll be listening to this on Thursday, but on Wednesday afternoon when we're recording this, Tom Brady is a Tampa Bay fucking buccaneer crazy can you believe it i honestly thought that if he left the patriots it'd be chargers uh and then that was about it like i really did not see any other destination and when they said the bucks were the leaders Mm -hmm. i was like okay there's still time he's still gonna come back he's or he's either gonna come back or he's gonna go to the chargers and then when he left tampa or when he left new england officially i'm like okay well now i'm already you know freaking out and if he goes to the Buccaneers, I'm really going to be freaking out because that's just the last place I ever would have thought. Like, I saw the picture it's of him so odd. on Twitter. It was the weirdest damn picture of all time of Is him it though? with 12. Is yeah. it, though? I For mean, the Buccaneers, look, look at the weird. Buccaneers. They have two of the top five wide receivers in the NFL, in Chris Godwin and Mike, still and Mike Evans. But he's not a, it, a it, gunslinger. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, weird for the fact that, yeah, he's, you know, a lot of check downs, and he's going to have to probably air it out a little bit more. With uh, with Godwin and, and, and Evans, who are deep threat kind of guys, but I mean, if you're looking at if it's between them, the Chargers, the Colts, some of these other teams that were in the mix. What about the Titans? I mean, I said on the podcast the, yeah. for yeah. weeks, Titans I thought too. it was between the Titans and the Patriots. But when you, those felt like the only. But fits when you to look me. at like yeah. where where are the weapons at? Tennessee has some young weapons. The Chargers, you know, I mean, they have a couple. They have uh, who's well, Keenan Allen. Chargers have plenty of. Them. They, they have, have a lot. Ke- Hunter Allen, Henry he, had a decent end of the year last year, so it's like just extended Eckler, who's a very he's a Patriots running back. Yes. Yeah, and then he, Melvin Gordon too. I mean, obviously didn't see a lot. But from him it's a last different year, team. But. It's a different coaching staff, so you can't really look at it from the system sure. standpoint of of even of Eckler being a Patriots running back. That's a different coaching. We, staff. I, I say that in the sense though that he he's a pass catcher. Yeah, and used uh, to playing he with would that. he would fit kind of the James White role and fits kind of the the Patriots style. 
role of how Tom Brady would fit in because although it's yes, it's a different system. Tom is Tom. You know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. No pun intended with the Cooper talk this week. <laughs> but uh, uh, he's he's he is what he is. Tom is. I I don't feel like going to push the ball down the field, and that's why Tampa is such a an odd fit to me. And I understand that the Tennessee Titans, uh, in the end, probably made a smarter move by locking up Tannehill long term. If it's not broke, don't fix it. They felt like they had their guy. Wonder if you bring in Brady, it doesn't work. Breaks his leg week three you couldn't commit that much money to both guys so Mm -hmm. they had to make a decision on one or the other and from the reports I saw John Gruden was going to snatch Tannehill up if uh, he hit the market so I think Tennessee's hand was forced but I I mean I said on the podcast for weeks I really thought that Tennessee and New England were the only fits to him and and I don't see how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are really a second-tier franchise uh, really makes much sense to him from a organizational perspective, and I don't see how it fits offensively because, like you said, Nick, they push the ball downfield. Mike Evans is six foot seven, I think, mm-hmm. and Chris Godwin, I think, can kind of do it all. He can catch the ball underneath, but they are a vertical offense, and Bruce Arians has always ran a vertical offense. Throw it deep, right? He had yeah. uh, Big Ben. He's coached Andrew Luck, Carson Palmer, and he did coach the the sheriff, I believe, Peyton Manning, I mm-hmm. think. So, And he was more of a check-down guy. But but still, it's going to be really interesting to see how they make that work, I think. See, I mean, the thing is, though, with Tom, you know, Everybody that hates Tom Brady has been saying forever that he's a system QB. That's what he is. So if you mm-hmm. take him out of New England, you're going to see him showing that he's not the greatest of all time. He's gotten in a good system with the best coach of all time, and he's good and he's decent, but he's overrated. Well, now you get a chance because kind of like what Nick was saying, you got two guys in Godwin and Evans, and you got O.J. Howard there still. But you don't have a running back really to take the pressure off. I mean, Barber obviously doesn't give you a ton. Ronald Jones the third doesn't give you a ton. You know, we're still waiting to see what happens from them. And then think about his top receivers over the majority of his career. He's had Randy Moss before, yes, but the majority of the time it's been Edelman, it's been Wes Welker, yeah. it's been Gronk. Guys are that inside on the right. formation. Inside so. the numbers, yeah. underneath. And that's not how Tampa Bay runs their offense at all. They rely on the play-action game. They throw it deep. I uh, I got, actually, Bruce Arians' book as a Christmas gift a couple years ago, and I read through the whole thing. And so I, I feel like I know Bruce Arians a, a decent amount. And he will 100% uh, get along and gel with Brady. Mm-hmm. And they'll find a way to, I think, come to an agreement on what they think the offense should be. I just wouldn't be surprised if we see something along the lines of what we saw with Phil Rivers this past season where it's like he know he knows how to read the defense that's not the issue but his mind is going to write checks that his body can't cash he's going to say oh Mike Evans 35 yards down the field deep post and his arms not going to be able to get it there he's right. never been a strong armed QB and I'm just interested to see how that's going to work out in addition to that the Bucks' offensive line is isn't isn't all that great, mm-hmm. and they have a bad defense. So I, I think personnel wise, it, it's really a weird fit. The only th- thing I see fitting is the head coach because I have a lot of respect for Arians, and he's obviously a great offensive mind. I, I think also too when you look at it, uh, going away from Brady for a second, you know Philip Rivers. We we're mentioning how his arm last year just showed that he was done. I mean, it looks like he's shot putting the football every right. time. He just got a deal with Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And to me, 
a one-year deal. So Indy, though, is a team that is similar, I think, to Tampa Bay. You got T.Y. Hilton. You got guys that open it up more. Paris Campbell. And that's the thing is I don't know if Phillip Rivers is going to help them any more than Jacoby Brissett did. Jacoby Brissett probably would help that team more as he played pretty well last year. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with Phillip Rivers. And what's really interesting is Phillip Rivers is a bridge quarterback, right? He's He's the bridge to your next franchise guy. Well, they traded away their first round pick for DeForest Buckner from the San Francisco 49ers. Like a lot of people ago, right? Yeah, a lot of people thought that that was a they were in a, a spot to where they could have drafted a, a QB. Maybe Jordan Love was a guy that uh they uh thought could be in that in that range where Chris Ballard and the Colts could take a shot on him. Obviously, they did their due diligence on the quarterbacks and realized that they weren't going to pick one very high or they wouldn't have traded the pick. But it is interesting because Let's say the Colts do have some success under under Phil. They do have a very good roster. Uh, you're not going to be picking very high in the next couple of years. So what happens then when Phil deteriorates further? Because like you said, TJ, it's a linear curve. It's, he's not coming back. He's mm-hmm. not all of a sudden going to be a better athlete than he was last year. He might do, perform better in, this, in the system and play better. But physically, he's not getting any better than he was in years prior. So... You're you're gonna be up shit's creek without a paddle from a quarterback perspective, nice. and that is what it was odd to me from the perspective of the Colts. I don't know what you guys thought about that. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at what they're doing, I mean, like you said, Jacoby Brissett to me is gonna be is a better quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts than Philip Rivers is. Jacoby Brissett to Rick, New England, by the way, Rick, is that gonna happen? To go I, I don't know. Him returning? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing is like when all these QBs are switching teams, it, it, you got to look at what is actually an upgrade. You know, even if it's a quarterback that has been a proven winner like Tom Brady is, obviously that's an upgrade over a famous Jameis, 30-30 guy down there in, in, in Tampa. But when you look at some of the other, other teams, obviously um, Chicago, for instance, getting Nick Foles over – adding Nick Foles um, in trade, giving up a fourth-round pick to Jacksonville for uh, to replace Mitch Trubisky, who – hasn't gotten the job done yet. How much better is Nick Foles going to be? We've seen him have success in Philly. Trubisky's going to start, I think. I, I, I don't think so. I you think, don't? I think no. Nick Foles is. Because of what? Because he got job. hurt last year. I don't think he showed enough in Jacksonville he, to, to – well, he lost it because Gardner Minshew did so well. Yeah. But to me, they're still on the high of him winning the Super Bowl a few years ago, and I think they're wanting to they're see fully what can happen uh, yeah, with a full ride, year. Like, because he, Nick Foles has been like a Chase Daniel. He's always been a backup quarterback. That's just – his role and and good for him. I mean, he's getting paid, he's getting his money, and now he has a chance to be a starter in Chicago. But how much better, you know, you give him up a fourth round pick, which, you know, you can look at it both ways is uh, a big give up, or, you know, depending on who is there at that point in the draft, or maybe you're not really giving up a lot. So you're taking a flyer and foals after he's injured and seeing what he can do. But really, how much of an upgrade would he be over Trubisky if he is your starting quarterback? And that's what some of these teams have to look at when they're evaluating these QBs and QBs are changing teams is are you paying a guy because he has longevity and has a name behind them or, or does it because he has a name behind them? You know, you got to evaluate it. And that's what Bill Belichick's always been kind of good at. And Zook, you bring up a good point too, about you think that Trubisky will start. This could be a move by Nagy kind of putting the fire under Trubisky's I think ass. That's what it is. Get your ass going. Or yeah. we do have a guy that has won a Super Bowl. He can take this team over at any point type thing. Cause who yeah. do they have? La- I mean, again, Chase Daniel, I love the guy, but he's not a guy you would future, trust for the future. He's, he's, he's gone too. He's Detroit on another Lions. team. I know, Detroit he's with Lions. Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> Which my, my three bro- year deal. My brother. So we're both making so much money. My brother told me we're both Lions fans. He goes, "Hey, I got I got a theory Tiger for you." Too. He goes, "What if 
the Lions trade Stafford to the Patriots. I forgot what he what we get in return, but he said then you go after Tua in the first round because no. I think we have a top. I don't even know what the pick is. I think Chase it's seven is your or six. But Chase is a good backup. He goes. What, what if they're one. setting up for that for the rookie to start? And then I'm like, I don't think they're trading Stafford. I think they should. I love Matthew Stafford, but I think he's going to be wasted in Detroit because we're not winning anything anytime. I no. think they would if they could. Do you want me to tell you why? What? It's and I heard this in a, in an interview or some somewhere. It's basically impossible to trade Matt Stafford because his dead cap hit would be like 15, 20% of the roster cap. Oh, really? So you would be paying like a 20% cap hit for a guy that's not even on your team. Yeah. So he's virtually untradeable. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, But otherwise, I mean, I think it's interesting because you have an asset in Stafford that's very valuable. And teams would be lining up to give you first-round picks for him. He's been so wasted. And, I, I feel so bad. I yeah. just he the year that you had Megatron and you know they had those two. That's years what together. really hurt them is him, him retiring oh, early. I mean the the year that they had uh, the Pettigrew game where they didn't call pass interference with Dallas. I don't want to go back to it, but uh, let's dive the, into that the, one real quick. The whole reason that that missed it would have been a first down. They would have got a thirty-eight yard, forty-yard field goal. Would have won a game. Anyway, the next the next game was the. De, or the uh, yeah, the Dez Bryant. Did he drop it? Did he yeah. catch it? Yeah, at Lambo, pretty wild. So it would have been Lions Packers the next mm-hmm. round. But to me, you know, that was the time for them to win. They had sort of a window, and then for some reason, you know, it's not Patricia, but he's probably having some of this help. Is they trade away Golden Tate a couple years ago made zero sense. They try to make Kenny Galladay this number one. They're talking about trading Slay. There's been rumors about Stafford being traded. It's just, it's a mess. So I feel bad for him because he's he's a very underrated quarterback. I say that because I'm a big fan of the guy, but he has one of the strongest arms in the league. I love and him. And he just has been wasted. He's a so. great, great leader too. Um, yeah, he, he, he's, he's going to be a guy when you look back, it's just unfortunate that his career hasn't panned out a little differently. Um, so with the other quarterback rumors and then we'll kind of get on to the other free agents in in the trades of course we had the big texans trade but before but before we get to that what do you guys make of the whole teddy bridgewater to carolina cam is now uh going to be able to seek and facilitate a trade it looks like the saints reached an agreement with drew Brees, so the Taysom hill rumors were fun while they lasted Mm -hmm. but uh where do you see the rest of the quarterback market landing and who do you anticipate will be left out in the cold slash would rather draft somebody so i'll go ahead nick oh i I said i think the most interesting thing is going to be where does cam land i thought cam was going to land in chicago after the teddy bridgewater deal i thought cam and Mariota made a lot of sense in chicago Mm -hmm. and now Mariota in vegas Vegas, and does that mean Derek carr is out the door no no no, Derek Derek carr will start uh Mariota's the backup. Because like Tannehill you said. took his job last Tannehill, year. So, Tannehill right. takes his job. So, what are the l- possible landing spots for Cam? San Diego or Los Angeles? San Diego. So, Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the Patriots right mm-hmm. now. New England. Um, you look at the teams the, that need quarterbacks. I mean, Cincinnati's going to draft Joe Burrow, but right. Miami, Cincinnati, Miami. Uh, the Chargers need a quarterback, but there's really not as many landing spots as you would think. It's mm-hmm. going to be one of those, you know, and people were talking about Washington, uh, I, I heard, too. I was listening on the radio. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how bought into Haskins they are. <laughs> the, <laughs> that could be that could be, honestly be a landing spot. Well, you know who's there now? Rivera. Yeah. Riverboat River well, they, River they already signed River Thomas Bo- Davis, the old Carolina hey. linebacker, to another to a. I deal. would love to see it. I mean, it's another storyline in the NFL. I tell I you what, they'd be way Cam better there. with Cam than they would be with almost anybody else they have not on the Dwayne roster. Not Dwayne Haskins, that's no. for sure. Yeah. But the thing is, is 
Daniel Snyder drafted the guy. He saw him play in high school, and I don't think they're jumping off the boat this this early. Or if they if they were, they would draft Tua mm-hmm. at two. But I just don't see it happening. I and and maybe with Riverboat Ron now in Washington, maybe he gets a say in the quarterback. Maybe he said, "Hey, I hate Haskins. I want to take somebody, yeah. or I want to acquire somebody." That's that's a very interesting conversation to be had then, because Haskins isn't the guy. I don't think. Uh, I I think you, it was very difficult to judge him because the team was so bad, mm-hmm. but. From what he showed, even when he had protection, he wasn't that good. It reminded me of um, the Jets getting Geno Smith in the second round oh, of one yeah. year. And I'm like, everybody's like, Geno's this guy. Geno's going to be great. Geno's going to be great. Go second round. I knew, like, looking at him, he wasn't going to be anything special. And he's a fine backup. You know, he's been in the league for a long time. Good for him. That's what I see as Dwayne Haskins. I don't see him as a franchise quarterback by any means. No, who Again, is a franchise year, quarterback? But... Drew Locke. Okay. We didn't know he didn't ask. Drew we just Locke, didn't ask. Baby. We just Look didn't out. ask. Denver Look definitely out. needs a quarterback. Denver. Maybe Cam can go there. No. No, I think Cam will end up after looking at this landscape, since he's not going to Chicago, I think San Diego, Los Angeles, excuse me, I can never get that right, is his likely landing spot because the thing with the Patriots is Bill Belichick goes after guys that are not no name, but but see something in them and then can develop them. And, and the name I heard for New England, which is interesting, is David Blau. That they, they talked about oh David God. David Blau. No Dude, way. He can't pick up for a ba- for a backup shit. or to be the starter. No, be well probably be a backup. Let and, me tell and you then, something. And about then David fucking Blau. And then developing I watched him, him plenty last year. He's not a New England Patriots. I don't quarterback. know. It's, he cannot be a Detroit. Lions telling you what my saucy sources are saying on the <laughs> uh, on the on the radio. What are they going to do though? I mean, I think they're gonna Jameis start Stidham, who they have on the ah, team. Ah, no way! On the team. God, no you way. just you or, can't like you just can't. Hell, you no can't. Way. You can't go you into this. the season with Jared Stidham and some other no name as your QB option. You, you think you have he's a, to you get, think he's a no name, but he was a he was going to be a first round pick before his senior season. His senior season blew up. The, he, he was terrible. The team was terrible, and it went horribly wrong for him. He Joe then Burrow dra- the he, he, he drops in the draft. I mean, yeah, you you talk about Joe Burrow's meteoric rise. That was how quickly Stidham fell. I remember looking at the boards for the quarterbacks in the summer, and he was right up there near the top. And then the season happens, and it rolls around. He's like a mid round pick. And I'm not saying that they're 100 percent going to start him, but I think it, the options on the table. Bill doesn't think like, oh shit, I need to go now sign a guy. What about Andy Dalton? That's my other. Yeah. That's the other thing I think he yeah. could do. Dalton's Sign Andy Dalton. Job, like he's a veteran who has who has had proven success in the league that Bill can get for a, I'm sure a very good value that can throw from the pocket and distribute uh, underneath. I I think Dalton makes a lot of sense for the Patriots. That's a good read. I think Dalton could be good. I I seriously would not be shocked just because of his throwing ability. It's a very small percentage, but Jameis he'll look at Jameis. I have a good feeling you he'll think. look at Jameis. I do, because it's... Bill, knowing how important turnovers are, you think he'll give Jameis a well, chance? Well, because look at the offense that Jameis was in baby. last year. He not, was let, not let him take chances and yeah. just turn him I into mean, a game just manager. Just do your little dump-offs. Yeah. Do the same Brady offense, but do it with Jameis. He has arm talent. He just has Probably no more, idea what the... If they want to eat Ws, they better get fucking Jameis Winston. More mobile, too. More yeah. mobile. He is. He, so can, I don't know. he can eat Ws. Fuck it. I, I would try. I mean, if they think they want to change everything, that's the question. 
Does he keep this same system that he's had for 20 years with Brady? Does he go out and does he change it now with a new quarterback? Because if you he wants to, to adapt, have, he'll, he'll, change, have, he'll change it. If, oh, if he wants to have some pizzazz, get Cam right now. And then if he doesn't work out, get Stidham. Because you know Cam's going to get hurt, but while he's it, healthy, he fucking Stidham. try it. I don't think he'll take Cam for the simple fact that Cam can't really throw the ball. Not accurately, too much anyways. drama around Cam too. He's got a lot of surgeries going and, on, and, and I think that Bill would be very intrigued because of the double, the dual threat, and he, I think he could do some very interesting things yeah, with I, Cam. I, I would love, but to at the see, end of the day, I think Bill wants the quarterback to be able to distribute the football. I would love to see Bill work with a dual threat quarterback. That would be It'd be fun. That would be way what fun. he could draw up would be a lot of fun. You know who else I was thinking of is they, they the Patriots ruined what I thought was going to be a beautiful. <laughs> kind of just transition into the next the next level. Uh, their next guy, their next franchise quarterback, because now they're scrambling. I don't think they expected this, though. Whatever happened, I mean, I think they didn't give Tom what he wanted. That's why Tom walked away. I don't know all the inside scoop on it, but if I'm guessing right, they thought they'd sign Tom for two more years, then draft a Jake Fromm in, like, round three. That's a possibility and drafting. give him two years yeah. to kind of sit under Brady. You I know? could see the Patriots organization liking Fromm. Uh, if they, if they take someone in the draft, there. I think yeah. that's who they take. They would work. He would work so perfectly there. Yeah, and he's he's un, he's unproven at points because you know he had some injury issues in high school and in college. Georgia, though, he was hit or miss. He made a lot of great I, things happen on the field, and he had some things that were kind of bonehead mistakes that were like, "What are you doing? That's not a D one quarterback throw." But I think that he's got the poise. He's got the same type of build as Brady. He moves sim- He moves a little bit more. He's younger. But I think he's got a similar style that Brady had where they could just plug him in. And well, he and he's not a big-armed well. quarterback. Right. He has kind of a weak arm, and, and he's a game manager. That's kind of what he is. And I think he would fit in well with New England. I mean, it, when you look at the targets for the Patriots, I think on the roster, it's Stidham. In the draft, it's from in free agency, it's Dalton, and I don't think I just think the I think the Patriots think differently than most of the league. They they aren't worried about it. They're 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 okay they like their with system. either of those guys. They they they're not worried. They they have a plan. They had plan A B. They feel C, like and they D. can win with Dalton. They feel like they can win with Stidham. They feel like they can win with a guy they get in the draft. I think that's how not, they feel. Not David fucking Blau, Nick. There's not no David way their Blau. plan A is David Blau. <laughs> Same. What I heard. Sauces, baby. Saucy sources. <laughs> so, Zook, what are your thoughts about um, the Houston and uh, Arizona trade? To me, it is the most wild Bill O'Brien yeah. move yet. Yeah, I had, a t- I had a tweet. Here, let me pull it up. I got to hear it. So well, and it had numbers on it, and that's kind of what I always get confused with the compensation. So I want to make sure I get it right. But he trades DeAndre Hopkins for a second round pick. uh, David Johnson, and he gets yeah, he gets David Johnson as well. So this is my Bill O'Brien summary for the last couple seasons. And if you remember in the summer, we I, I wrote an article for Bruce on the Balcony about the saga of them trying. They fired their GM at a very weird time. It was kind of notable at the time they did it. And they tried to steal Nick Casario from the Patriots front office. Patriots found out about it, filed a grievance, and the, the Texans dropped their pursuit. So the Patriots dropped the grievance. So here's the Bill O'Brien summary. Signed Brock Osweiler to a $70 million contract. Traded Jadeveon Clowney for a third-round pick and Barkevius Mingo to the Seahawks. Barkevius Mingo, for those who don't know, is a backup linebacker. Traded a third-round pick for Gary and Conley to the Vegas Raiders, who is not good. First round, <laughs> first rounder out of Ohio <laughs> State, good. who has turned out to not just not be that good. Tried and failed to tamper with New England front office, and that's what, what I'm telling you about with Nick Casario in the summer. 
traded two first-round picks before the season for Laramie Tunsil, and then traded DeAndre Hopkins for a second-round pick in David Johnson, who I'm a very big fan of David Johnson. I think he's really good. I think he's he was got, very good. He's got a lot of injury problems, though, yes. and he's on a very expensive contract. You already got a Johnson in the backfield, too. And, and yeah, that was going to be confusing. <laughs> they got to put Johnson and Johnson Jr. or big something. Big Webb yeah. is going to have just a time. Jo- Johnson, Duke Johnson. Jo- he, he's gonna, he's both gonna D. Think, Johnson. Both named D. Johnson. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Big Webb is going to have one of the Johnsons on his fantasy team or fan duel or have whatever. the wrong one. And one of them is going to score, and he's going to think he he's got go points, crazy. and then he's going to realize he did didn't and it's going to be excellent content it's a big web move for sure think about their number one receiver now the guy has literally been injured probably more games than he's played will fuller, will fuller that's their number yeah. one guy he's, he's injured every fucking injured. game so deshaun injured. watson's got to be so pissed oh god I so just i don't if i'm looking at get, bill o'brien what are you look, doing look, bill? look there's there's a wide receiver a heavy draft coming up they're gonna get a he wide doesn't have a first round pick for two years he does not have one. That's that's what's crazy about this. They, he, he traded they away Larry Tunsil straight up just for two first round for picks. two first round picks. What? I think they might have got in a practice squad player oh or a backup or something. God. But uh, yes, he traded away two ones for Laramie Tunsil, who was a former first round pick. If it wasn't for the bong video, he would have been first overall. But here's the net: you traded away DeAndre Hopkins and Jadavion Clowney. Those are your two best players, not named Deshaun Watson. You got back a third round pick which you then traded for Gary and Conley. So you didn't even get to keep that. You didn't God. draft anybody with that. You traded it for a guy who's been just a complete bust in uh, Vegas or New- Oakland, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So he is <laughs> now he has now somehow figured out a way to let his two best players walk out the door, and he has less assets than he did before. Yeah. It doesn't He's make not any a good sense. GM. And, and think about this, too. This is why there's coaches, and this is why they're GMs. Exactly did you, did you right. Because he can coach. Reason. Did you hear what happened between those two? So Michael Irvin Allegedly. was talking about it. It's, it's alleged. Yes, it's alleged. Because DeAndre Hopkins came out today and said the story was way, way blown way okay. out of Okay, well, I'll say so. what Irving said, because this is what Irvings did say this. This is between on, Bob and uh, Hopkins? Is, yes, and this Bob. is between Bill and Bob. <laughs> That's why I call him Bob. Bill and Bob. <laughs> and uh, he basically was telling him different things about, I guess, he's got number of kids with like different women and what this about michael Irvin says on get up on espn i saw a clip of it so i'm not making i shit saw up. it so i'm not well, making so, it up well michael Irvin is a well reputable person that would never do drugs or anything like that <laughs> yes so no never. I, I take him at his word he said something that bill o'brien told hopkins <laughs> bill something O'Brien about having told not his, doesn't dogs, want his baby mamas baby coming mamas, around the locker room texted him and called him said that this happened last week keep your wives out of the locker room pretty much what he said it'd keep be, your said, ladies out of the locker Michael room that's what Irving said is keep your baby mamas out of here basically <laughs> keep like, your what baby you mamas about? at like, home <laughs> so shots fired can you can you imagine being cliff kingsbury right now i, I, I mean, you're just you're loving life oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you got kenyon drake who jackpot. played better than johnson last That's year healthy anyway and then you get one of the top receivers in the game for literally nothing and the Cardinals got, were oh, stupid God. for benching David Johnson, though. I mean, do do you argue that Kenyon Drake is better than Johnson? <sighs> no, no, but he Johnson has gotten so injured but over the years can, that yeah, he hasn't proven if you can shit get in a long time. DeAndre Hopkins out of it and still, but he was get, the best running back in football like two years look, ago, there, three years. The Arizona ago. Cardinals offense is not a going to be this. They're in their future is not going to be run based heavy. It's no, gonna, it's, it's not. It's going to be heavy yeah. on Kyler Air Raid. Kyler aerating it and Kyler's leg. So you're not yeah. going to have a ton of oh, the, the opportunities move. for the running. So, that, so that's a good – that's capitalizing yeah. on a good opportunity. You, you do it 10 times out of 10. I just 
the benching that they did last year. Uh, <laughs> Cooper's making an uh, entrance if, today. If, if Penis Nose is still at quarterback then for the Cardinals, then you know Sorry, who? <laughs> Josh Rosen. Josh, 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 Josh Rosen. <laughs> then if Josh Rosen's still your QB, then yeah, you rely heavily on David Johnson because well, Josh Rosen sucks. But I, I'm not crushing the trade. He's in. He's been injured. I mean, the facts are the facts. He, I, I like the guy from a talent perspective, but he can't stay on the field, and his he's signed to a big deal. So yeah, if you can get rid of him for a premier wide receiver, up oh, there goes TJ. T- dog he, duty. He's bringing the dog. He's bringing the dog down. <laughs> <laughs> he's like what now he's just gonna be shocked for a little bit yeah now he's gonna be like what so yeah i mean you think about what the cardinals are building though i don't know what your guys feelings are towards kyler murray i think he's really good i've been talking not, shit on him not, since day one i am not bought yeah. in on him yet but now i think my he's really gonna good. go down in the twos because he always yeah. got deandre hopkins yeah i'll tell you this i'm probably gonna have shit on him one overall no, i wouldn't have no, had the stones no, to no, do no. that no i'm not way. saying i'm not saying he's overrated but i'm not saying he's worth the hype yet either because i think i think it's gonna be this season's gonna be interesting to see I, i'll probably eat my words later he was on a lot during better. the season when he's throwing dongers to deandre don't say dongers TDs, tutties. <laughs> he was a lot better at the end of the season than he was when I saw him play the Lions defense week one. I mean, he he kind of he did not look play, very uh, good. in front of the show. Struggles against the blitz, mm-hmm. uh, and it had all those kind of young rookie things. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's the <laughs> but thing. But he has the mobility, and and he settled into the offense and did much better as the season went on. Yeah. Yep. We're losing a co-host again. Losing, oh, yes. losing. Co- yeah, I mean, when but when you look at that draft overall, I mean, I I stand by this, and like you guys joke, but I stand by this that I think Drew Locke is the best quarterback that's gonna come out of that draft, playing for the Broncos. Who and was in that draft? You had uh, Drew Locke. You had Kyler. You had Kyler. Those were the main two. You no, had, Drew Locke was second round. No, did Drew they, Locke was second round. Is yes. that Daniel Jones and Haskins in that draft? Daniel too? Jones and Haskins. Yeah, because yeah, they were yeah, because they were rookies this yep. year. Yep. And they the the Broncos actually drafted I think another quarterback. I'll tell you this: at worst, of, he's already like second best. Yeah. Oh, but if, if it's it's either one or two for him. I mean, it's between him and Kyler as right. the two quarterbacks out of that draft. And and I, where would you rather play too? Denver is a pretty stable organization. And yeah, and you got the Cardinals have a pretty good operation. Look at the weapons you have. Right you have, now, you have Noah Fant. You have Cortland Sutton, two young studs. He's very good, Cortland. Uh, Sutton. You lost Emmanuel Sanders to San Francisco, but you're going to probably get some some assets back. And they have the Deshaun Hamilton guy out of Penn State, yep. uh, who's not bad. They, they could use dual running backs, two receiving running backs, and Royce yeah. Freeman and Philip Lindsay. They, they could use, I think, some help uh, on the outside for Drew. They do have Cortland, who is a true number one receiver. I think you and probably need one more receiver because you have yeah. Fant, and then you have the two running backs split. In time, they could use Lindsay. a slot guy. They really could. Yeah, so, um, so it's gonna be interesting to see. But, but but they give him the weapons to do his thing. I mean, mm-hmm. he he showed at the end of again flash in the pan. At the end of last season, five games, small sample size, but or was it six? I don't know if he went five and one or four and one, but small sample size there at the end of the season, and we're not sure what he's going to be able to do with the entire season. But I think the more important thing was a nice change of pace from where where they were at. From coming in, they obviously brought in Flacco to be their starter, and then they drafted Locke, mm-hmm. waited till the second round, and then got ripped kind of by Fangio for there for a while. 
and then didn't start because of the thumb injury or didn't play at all because of the thumb injury on IR most of the season, mm-hmm. then comes in and blows up after he learned the playbook, took 12 weeks, and, and took some heat from Fangio. And now he's they've already said that he's going to be the number one and, guy. And it, it, they really played it pretty well because they got him some good Great experience. Yeah. Yeah. They got him some good experience that they can work with him in the winter on what his mistakes are. But it's a little different, I think, when you go into the year knowing you're the guy, you're the starter, you study the, the system all offseason, you have that whole whole offseason to prepare i mean the draft isn't until late april your head's underwater i mean that's gonna until be back even I thanksgiving think you think the draft that's an interesting topic let's shift to this until tj gets back do you think that the draft will be pushed back because as of right now they're going to do it on television without fans and, okay. and free agency didn't get pushed back so i don't i don't know if the draft will get pushed back i do think they'll this, still though, do it but not like have the whole experience of <laughs> my it. girlfriend made the comment she's like i hope they still bring them in on the boats even though nobody's yeah. there <laughs> that well can you imagine them riding in on the boats well, with I nobody there i saw somewhere that that vegas postponed it um or that they yeah that las vegas NFL. i thought that they had made the announcement that they weren't going to allow anybody there but the draft date was still it's april 23rd 25th 2020 in las vegas yeah so we'll see. I mean, this thing, two obviously. Days ago, draft to proceed April 23rd, 25th. Yeah. Sands, Las Vegas public events. Gotcha. And, and we'll see uh, if, I mean, it's changing it every is, day. It is closed to the public. So right. that, that is. So it is proceeding as usual. That would be fun. Now, I'll tell you this. I do think, like, rookie minicamp and OTAs, like, scrap those. Yeah, those aren't just, happening. Just, just move them back. Yeah. yeah that, that's the thing. is because is f- You won't see football till training camp, I don't think. Right. And as, as we kind of go through, I think everybody's kind of taking it day by day, week by week here uh-huh. until and, you and can really determine what the situation is. And yeah. the NFL has kind of lucked out, right? Because you have enough. Uh, the hay is in the barn, so to speak. They have all their grades and their draft prep wrapped up. You did the combine. Miss you did out the on pro bowl. days. You do, that's the biggest thing is you miss out on pro days. But it's still being televised by the school and the team. The The team that's closest to the school is responsible right. by the league for filming the pro day and sending everything out to the team. So they so they know. And those, those and, fringe guys are probably the ones that get. Right, or the guys that didn't run at the, the combine. Fourth, fifth rounders, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of guys that are looking, you know, maybe they fall a little bit further in the draft or, or go sure. undrafted. And they probably stand to lose the most, but really the first two, first, second, third rounders, you know who they are. You've seen them yep. play. You've scouted them. You have their tape, and so those guys really aren't missing out on a ton. It's those, but it's those guys that don't get an invite to the combine that all they have is their, their pro, pro day. day. Show, yeah, that's right. Show their skills, and and even if you're watching that online on tape, um, you don't have the same opportunity as you would right. have had you had the chance to showcase your skills live in front of the scouts. You know what I think this is going to do is I think it's going to affect, uh, I think you're going to see more of a separation in draft uh, hits versus busts from the good teams and the bad teams because the good teams are prepared. They have a rule in you know the New Englands, the Baltimores, all those other teams. They don't allow their scouts to change their draft grades after the regular season. Once college football season's over, they won't let you change it because they don't want you to have a third round grade on somebody. He runs a blazing 40 and now you're like, oh, well, maybe I want to change it to a first round grade. They don't. They won't allow you to do that and then that's that's why. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, the, the teams that are better prepared and the teams that maybe use the combine and this period more to make a decision, which you probably shouldn't. But uh, in terms of free agency, too, 
these virtual visits and the te- the teams have targeted all these guys and the front office knows who they want to target in free agency and who's coming up by January. They know before the Super Bowl ends who who they want to target in free agency. So I don't think it really impacts the draft process and free agency as much as the general public probably thinks. The NFL has really lucked out that this didn't hit until their season was done. Yeah, this is uh, it's wild. I mean, the free agency stuff, you know, this is what sports needed, though, in general. I mean, he obviously, I'm talking about my dog. He's, he's I, I was trying to get a hot take about a team, and I said he because I'm thinking about Cooper. And he's all over the place right now. <laughs> um, but I think this is what people needed for sports, especially. You know, I know I'm jumping in on the conversation. You guys probably talking about something random, but. Uh, something talking about I, the draft, yeah. And I come in with something random, but as far as like the league, you know what it's been able to do. I think they love it because this is their off season. This is the most pub they're going to have in the like this time of the off season in a long time because there's nothing else going on. Yeah, so like everybody's like, buying into obviously the Brady stuff, obviously free agency, and it's like it, it's it's awesome because I think this gives the NFL just another another level again, as we mentioned, because. <laughs> Come on, Coop. Come on, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying to give a hot take right now. So anyway, um, I, I don't know. I think I think the NFL loves that this is happening right now, and this is one of the craziest free agency years in a while. We're going to see a lot of guys on Sunday, week one. We're like, oh shit, I forgot he's with them, and he's with them, and like everybody's changing. So um, yeah, it's wild times. So let's move on to the rest of the free agency uh, and trades. Some of the minor deals, we'll run through them real quick, and then we'll. Uh, Give some hot takes on that, then we'll go to the CBA, and then we'll get you guys out of here. Uh, Broncos free agent Chris Harris now with the Chargers, uh, probably one of the one of the best slot corners uh, around. Uh, he is going to stay in the division. PFF grades from 2016 on were 90, 79, 86, and 70. So uh, he's he's slowly gotten a little bit worse over the years, but still a really good signing. Uh, the Stephon Diggs trade, I think, was the other major trade in addition to DeAndre Hopkins. And you look at the compensation that the Vikings got for Diggs, I believe they got a first-round first pick, rounder. a fourth-round pick, and a sixth-round pick. I might even be missing missing one. Yeah, for the for Stephon Diggs, the Vikings got a first, a fifth, a sixth, and a 2021 fourth-rounder. <laughs> so you look at that in comparison to for DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. Texans got second rounder in David Johnson, and an injury prone quarter uh, oh running back. I mean, that's just it's it's amazing how bad Bill O'Brien is at his job and how much they need a GM. I mean, yeah. it's why do they keep letting this happen? I, I mean, don't know. I don't know why is the owner not going out and get getting it. a GM for the. He Houston clearly Texans. has good equity built up with him, but it, I mean, it's it's obvious that he has the power and he shouldn't have the power. Coop, hey. Come here, buddy. <laughs> Coop on the table. Football, Coop, Coop's trying to run on the table. It's okay. Just sit. It's okay. You can Coop, chill. Coop's the fourth co-host. He is. I don't want to let him on here. <laughs> so, uh, in addition right, to, to the Diggs trade, the Bills get a weapon for Josh Allen. And the Vikings obviously extend Kirk Cousins. They trade Diggs to clear up maybe some cap space. Uh, he was obviously unhappy there for quite some time. Uh, what do you think about that trade? Should the should the Vikings have gotten rid of him? Do you feel like it's a good move for the Bills? I feel like with as much as he's been bitching about the organization, it was a move they had to make, and you can't argue with the compensation they got for him. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is hand and foot better than Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs got them all these picks uh for the bills though it's an aggressive move i don't know if i would have given up that much for stefan diggs 
especially in a loaded wide receiver class. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not but that bought in on Diggs. I, I love it, though, because I think he's he's now a number one he's guy. A, he's a proven commodity. You put him with John Brown. They, ha- they have That's, an affinity yeah. for those shorter, quicker route runner receivers. And he was in, a, a, you know, that offense that Thielen was overshadowing him the whole time. Right. So it opened up things for him. Now with him being a number one, it'll be interesting to see how Josh Allen puts him in the offense and how they can run up some formations for him. Overall, I love the trade. Um, you know, it's very funny to me that it was kind of a troll job where Kirk Cousins literally gets his extension like <laughs> probably two hours before, and then right after that, he tweets out, it's time for a change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's time for a new beginning. Yeah, like all said. right. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Pretty funny. I'm, I'm out of here. Clearly a rift between those two there. Yeah. And I well, think that the locker room there has been bad for the last the year o- or two since the they got Kirk. you had. I mean, like, you need a quarterback there, and you could have won a lot of games, and, and I think they really thought Kirk was that guy. But you got him, Thielen, and you got Dalvin Cook when he's healthy. That's that just, offense that's a is one, so two, good. And you have who, who's there? Uh, was Rudolph still their tight end? Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. And so I mean, like, you he got, dropped off a little bit, but still. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. He isn't a top tier tight end, but he's he's definitely a, a tight end two in the NFL right now. And so, I mean, you have plenty of weapons there. You're playing indoors, which is favorable. You got a great defense. Uh, and, and, and now you go to Buffalo, which is again you're playing outdoors, so a little bit a little bit tougher, and you're going to have arguably a couple of games there that are going to be blizzard games, mm-hmm. and you're, you're going to be taken out of of the fold. But you go to a quarterback, Josh Allen, that's uh, a deep ball guy. So I think that's more enticing from Stefan Diggs' standpoint because, yeah, that's a, that's a sick one-two punch for them. I don't hate the trade either way. You know, like this one, I think that the Texans got fleeced on theirs, obviously. I Rex think that DeAndre Hopkins, you trade fleece. him as wild. And Arizona's probably like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Um, but in this one, I think the Bills really needed a number one. I think John Brown's great, but I think this will even help out John Brown fantasy owners next year because you're going to have Diggs now as the main guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's proven enough to be the number one target, but then Brown's going to be able to be that deep guy that they're not going to know where he's at. So Josh Allen, uh, with the ability too to be a mobile quarterback at times, they got a very dangerous offense now. Um, in regards to the Vikings, I think if they would have kept Diggs, would it have probably been better for their offense? Yes, but now you have a rift going on between him and who else? Who who knows who else? It could be just Kirk. It may not be Kirk. It could be him and other receivers. Well, and or the Vikings, the fan, whatever. The Vikings pick up an extra first round pick too, so they can kind of go replace him in the draft. Stephon Diggs was a fifth round pick out of Maryland mm-hmm. once upon a time. So uh, I I hate the Kirk Cousins extension for the Vikings. I know Colby, uh, who listens to the show, one of my best buddies, huge Vikings fan. Big he hated Vikings the extension. Um, well, look, you should love it as a Packers fan. I, mean, I lost two every. More years of Kirk I lost Cousins. every. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. But. Uh, <laughs> So uh, I, I think that that was an ill-advised move. What has he proven to uh, to keep you there? Maybe the playoff win at New Orleans helped that, but they still got uh, beaten up pretty good in San Francisco. Um, and, and for for the Bills, I I, I like obviously Stephon Diggs is a good player, and if you had to give up a couple more picks, whatever. A lot of those other picks are on day three, anyways. Uh, you give up your first rounder, but if you really wanted Stephon Diggs and he's a proven playmaker, go ahead and do it. My whole thing with the Bills is they don't. I feel like they need a big body receiver. Josh Allen's not an accurate passer. Yeah, and you got him throwing to five foot nine Smokey Brown and now six foot Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. Help your quarterback out yeah. a little bit, Give and, I, and I like Josh Allen, but I he could use a guy like T. Higgins, or he could use a guy like DeAndre, a bigger body, a bigger target to throw to, because he's a more traditional quarterback. And when you decide to go down that that road, I think you gotta 
put some put put some guys around him that'll help him out. Now I understand the Bills are kind of going off the Patriots method with receivers. We want good route runners. We want good guys that can create separation so that the windows are bigger, but the targets are aren't very big. And so uh Josh Allen will have to improve his accuracy A, but B, I think that they could do a better job in helping him out and getting him a true possession guy that's six two or higher. What a week for Buffalo though. Losing Tom Brady out of your division and then yeah, picking and up then, Stephon Diggs. Yeah, gotta love that. Diggs. Shit, that's yeah. a pretty good week. That's a good yeah. ad. That's yeah. a pretty good week. Yeah. So if there's nothing else for free agency, we'll move on to the CBA. And the CBA just got passed uh barely barely that was by like six so votes. close and so i have an article that's half done that i will release about the cba uh whenever i get around to finishing it Come but on, finish uh, your articles though. <laughs> this the cba what do you guys make of it uh the big sticking points were obviously the 17th game that got added the seventh playoff team added to each side of the conference so that's an extra game on wild card weekend and the two seed doesn't get a buy anymore uh you can now smoke weed in the nfl that's another yeah that's is another that, one. so is that league-wide it's not just medical it's like Overall, I think I think they're not testing for it anymore. Wow. So uh, Josh Gordon. Hello, Josh Gordon. Yeah, Josh Gordon's loving it. Um, So for for the for the other parts of the CBA, though, they go up from 47 percent of the revenue to 48 percent of the revenue. Kind of what's your guys take on it? Do you think the players should have passed it? Did you think this felt like a bad deal for the players? Did you like it? I think it was good. I mean, I mean, I think taking away that preseason game, limiting preseason games, I am all in favor of because. Preseason games are... Is that part of it? I didn't know, by the way. Yeah, they took away a preseason... Down to three. They, oh, took, they took away a preseason games that. and added a week 17 Okay, I'll game. take that. So, I think it's... I think from that standpoint, that is good. I didn't look at a bunch of the other deals. What what was the marijuana thing? They're just not going to test for it they're, anymore. They're not going to test for so it. So, it's in... in I think that's I think that's a good move. In essence, it's illegal now. Yeah, I think that's definitely a good move for, for the league. You know, players say that does help with their... Um, with recovering from their injuries, um, so I think that's definitely definitely a good thing. I was surprised by how close it was. I did not think it was going to get passed. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Um, I'll say, as far as being, a, if I was a player, um, I would hate it. I think you know. It, now I will say, helping not have four weeks of preseason is better. But think about these guys that are like superstars; they don't play preseason anyway. Right. So right. basically, you just add another week of work uh, for them, which I, I could get. You you don't obviously make any more money. And you have to play another game. For a, as a football fan, I fucking love it. I I say the more the merrier on playoff teams. I love playoff football. I think this is going to help it. Um, they're doing it the right way too. Where it's it's just what two extra, right? Uh, as far as the two extra playoff teams overall, right? Two extra playoff teams overall. Yeah, yeah one yeah. per conference. And I think that's enough. It's not like a crazy change, but it's just enough to make things still interesting. So I I don't know. I <laughs> come here, Coop. <laughs> I think it's a good thing for football fans. I would love it, but as far as players, I think it's just an extra week of work, and that's why they're pissed. Yeah, a lot of them. Uh, as a fan, love the deal. As somebody that covers the league uh, on this podcast and for Pro Football Focus, lo- love the deal. Love that there's going to be labor peace. The salary cap is going to skyrocket over the course of the next ten years because these these video TV deals that they do. 
over the course of the next year or two are going to make everybody rich. They increased the minimum salary from $510,000 to uh, it's going to be over a million in 2030. Wow. So that's, I think, why it passed. They 10 appe- years, but that's a big jump. That's they, really good. They appealed to the fifth round pick, right? They appealed to the guy on the practice squad. So that is why I think they were able to get this passed because taking away a preseason game in exchange for a week seven for a 17th regular season that's bullshit Mm -hmm. and they gave them one percent of uh, in addition to the revenue i think that that's crap uh 47 to 48 percent of the revenue is a large amount of money when you're dealing with a multi-billion dollar company like the nfl but I don't think they got enough in return to add a playoff, add playoff games, yeah. and to add uh, a, a week to the regular season. And you know that this is just a jumping point to get to 18. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would hate that if I was the player. And the NFL did a good job at targeting the little guy uh, who makes not a lot of money. Because if if TJ, you walked into Lindenwood tomorrow, let's say you were making. Five hundred thousand dollars. I know you wish you. you probably, oh man, that'd be yeah, sick, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, if if they, upped, I would love to say if, if they upped your salary. Well, let's just take a zero off. If you're making you're making fifty k at your job. If they say next year you're going to make sixty k, and in ten by in ten years you'll be making double the amount that you were. So it's going to go up to seven hundred k, then eight hundred k. If you were going to get a raise that was nearly half your original salary by three years into the deal. You're jumping for joy at yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. So that's why I think that they were able to get it passed. I just don't think that the NFLPA did a good enough job fighting for the money and fighting for things that matter. I don't think that, like you said, this, the a lot of these guys sit out anyways mm-hmm. in the preseason. So it doesn't uh, affect them to have a fourth them. week out or whatever. Also keep in mind, the offseason is now a week shorter. Yeah. Because you you push it back. You have an extra game on wildcard weekend. You have an extra week of the regular season. You didn't get another bye. You're still going to do Thursday night games. They didn't really make any changes to the to the franchise tag or to uh, the contract structure. It's still five years if you're in the in the first round, four years if you're drafted in the mid rounds. So I I think the NFLPA is going to look back on this in a couple years and be like, dang, that we didn't fight hard enough for what what mattered. Yeah. Uh, well, and I I think I think it is again good for the fans. It's good for the league because the league makes more money, but. To, to me, I, I'm one of those people that, I mean, sometimes in regards to, you know, series with, like, hockey and NBA, obviously, there's so many teams, and then they play, like, seven-game series. Yeah, that's crazy. So it just carries on. With the NFL, I mean, it's one game. So it's mm-hmm. not like it hurts to have another couple games added here and there. Also, I was going to ask you, I don't know how this really, it's kind of like apples and oranges, but do you think CBA changing to having more playoff teams, having more weeks, could that eventually move to more expansion like a couple more teams maybe because of more playoff teams I think I think they're happy with 32 I think that they'd like to get a team in London eventually I think the Jaguars are going to be the team uh I 32 is (laughs) maybe a London Jags fan still London Jags they have to rename the team if they go to London (laughs) London Jaguars have to rename them (laughs) the monarchs or something yeah but uh the monarchs <laughs> they got they got to change it 
Uh, so, but but no, I think that 32 teams is you are gonna screw up your format. If yeah, you, and they already are with the 17 game schedule. It's gonna be odd, but you have an even number of divisions in each conference, an even number of teams in each division. You don't have to deal with what MLB did for a time, where they had six teams in the NL Central before they moved the Astros to the American League West, right? So, uh, I think that they're happy with 32 teams. But uh, and I'll be the first to say too. You made the good. You made a good point. Everybody's gonna make more money, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, you should want the company you work for to be successful, right? Correct. And so they're gonna make more money now because the salary cap will rise. These big deals that we're seeing right now will seem like bargains in a couple of years. Does it come into effect this next season? This, already? Yeah, it's it's in effect now. Okay. So uh, this this will run through the decade, and it, it enables the NFL now to negotiate the next round of TV deals, which are going to be massive. It's awesome. And see, I, I dig it. Like I was all for it again as a fan. I am I thinking on the side of the players. Yeah, they probably upset that it's another another week. But as you said, if you can promise that much of a jump in money, mm-hmm. to me, it makes a lot of sense. Now, again, yeah. some of these guys might say, I don't know how it works with like the pensions and stuff like that. But these guys that are playing now won't be playing in 10 years, mm-hmm. a lot of them. So how does that affect their voting? You think that was part of it? I mean, because it's... Well, because they're on rookie deals now. So, like, so they go... They're going to make more. They're not going to... five five ten isn't the limit. I think it's 600K now is the limit. So they just got a 20% raise at their job right. by signing this. Right. So... Uh, for me, the only thing from a fan perspective I don't like, I'm concerned if they keep adding too many teams to the playoff, it's going to water down the product. Yeah. I agree with that. I don't want to see more eight and eight Dallas Cowboys. Teams. No, no, I don't no. give a shit. No, but two teams I think is okay. I, I think, think I think right. what they did is okay. Uh, I wouldn't. I I I like even numbers. It kind of. I don't like that there's 17. That's weird. Yeah. I think that again they're going to move to eight teams and that'll just be it. Mm-hmm. Uh. And I think obviously they're going to move to 18 games. I wish they just would have made the jump from 16 to 18. It feels like a half measure to me uh, that they did 17, and that's just—it's odd. You're going to get nine and eight records. Yeah, and- that's the one thing I don't like is the fact that more mediocre teams might get a chance to win. But think about the years that it's so Why? close you're, that you're you want to see. An opportunity. Shut the fuck up, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I think honestly, it's it's good though because there are a lot of good years where like, damn, I'd love to see that team. Made a late charge, like they started 0-4, yeah. 0-5, and then just one, one out almost or something, mm-hmm. and only lost a couple more games, and they just missed out in the playoffs. A team like that, I would like to see in it, and this could be a, a chance for that to happen. So I just, and I don't think this will happen by adding one playoff team, but when you have seven teams per conference getting in, it reduces the urgency in the regular season because you know, well, we can just get hot or we can roll in as a wild card. I mean, only the top seed's going to get a bye, right? So uh, you obviously want a home playoff game, but as long as you're at the dance, who cares, right? Because now everybody has to play the same amount of games unless you get the one. So I think it reduces the urgency uh, in the regular season just a just a just a tad. They say but I don't want to see that. What they're doing with are they just doing an extra wild card game and then giving, or is it just obviously first and two, one and two have buys. But then I just do. How do they do that then? Two no longer has a buy. They so gotta play it's just seven. One. Ah, I got you. Okay, mm-hmm. now it's all. So one together. gets the buy. So two plays no, seven, three plays six, four plays five. Then they reseed it after. Interesting. Now, well, anyway. that now that's gonna be interesting for like the end of the year because like these guys that get buys at one and two, they don't give a shit if they're one or two. But now it's like you could be fighting for think that about, number one seed. Think only. about the Packers. They would not have had a buy this year. 
Uh, it, under these new the rules, Packers. they would have had to play on, on Wild Card Weekend. They wouldn't have Rogers. got to sit at home. So discount, double check. Discount, double check. Rogers. So uh, with that, I mean that kind of wraps up uh, our our talk. I think that was that was a football sandwich, man. That was pretty, pretty that was, good. That was, that was a football. Sandwich. That, was, that was good shit, guys. That was a nice little. That was a nice little. Some nice, about, some nice sports. Sorry when about, sports sorry about is my canceled. dog coming in here and. Uh, Coop is welcome. Coop. Yeah, he is. He's Coop. all right. Coop, who do you TJ, got? I did see he had the red rocket going though. Did he really? Yeah, he had the red rocket. Save that. For sure. Yeah, we gotta get a little excited. We gotta get that all figured out a little bit. He's he's been a little wound up lately. Let's just say that. Yeah. So some nice sports talk uh, during a time where sports have been canceled indefinitely. Uh, If they don't start baseball soon, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm sad because honestly, I know we said we wouldn't. Nick, are we allowed to talk coronavirus real quick? Yeah, sure. Okay, are you quick. lifting the ban? Real quick, Nick. Nick's like the commissioner of coronavirus. Like he tells <laughs> us if we can talk about it or not. Like he's usually like, nope, not talking about it. You okay, got you can thirty talk seconds. About it. All right, I uh, I'm upset that sports are gone, but I'm also now kind of freaked out about the country in general. Like I I'm not scared of the virus. I'm scared of the hysteria going on mm-hmm. with everything shutting down. I think people are overreacting. Social distance. It's something. It's something to watch, but I don't like how eventually we could have grocery stores shut down banks shut down like that freaks me out a little bit i don't think that they well to put everybody at ease i don't think that they could shut even in a national they, they quarantine probably can't they, they can't but i'm saying i mean like, people would die right it would right be like i am legend well and i don't mean like that i, am I, I mean like they would have to have it like reduced hours or something crazy i don't yeah. know just just social quarantine and let's shut this shit down and then we'll be good to go everybody just, just go they're just they're basically just putting free just everybody freeze do that for like two <laughs> weeks. Just stay where you are. Don't move. Yep. Don't move. Don't do nothing. Okay, everybody else healthy. Boom, we're good to go. Okay. Good to go. That, that's what they're. That's what they're trying to do. I to, want. See, I figured like they happen. wouldn't shut down grocery stores. Maybe they'd shut down other locations though. So there's like a couple places, and they're just fucking bombarded. That would be my biggest. That would my biggest thing is was were people not wiping their ass before I know. the virus? I, yeah, I, I guess I not. They're because going, they're going, poop, they going poopy butt. That's so. <laughs> that. That's so odd to me. Like, why the toilet paper, huh? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It people are freaking out. Like they think they're gonna. It's like a zombie apocalypse. Like they're gonna be. I couldn't get my damn yeah. nose spray for the last three weeks. I finally got some this Did past really? weekend. Fucking I went to like, nerd. Allergy medicine is not gonna help you fight the virus, people. Dude, I don't know if I took a picture. I was <laughs> I was FaceTiming Laura at the grocery store the other day, and oh my god, no All loaves empty. of bread, no chicken, no hamburger meat, no wow. frozen chicken. I mean, literally everything. I gone. I, th- I think, and everybody's stocking up. But according to I, I like at my work, we're obviously all getting educated i'm still going to work go as survivor of right on. now so <laughs> oh, you're going uh, to watch survivor nick gotta, go, wa- us, gotta huh? go watch survivor all right all righty cooper a, can take over for me what a fucking nerd <laughs> take the dog with you would you take him with you coop's gonna go watch survivor yeah we're gonna keep talking coronavirus uh yeah i, I don't know man like it's yeah it's it's serious oh, it, needs, leaving, to, it needs to be taken keep seriously put him in his kennel. Oh, you're, you're, you're blocked by the way by me so oh, am I? yeah we'll, we'll wrap up the show cooper <laughs> All right, guys. God, sorry. <laughs> this has been an excellent episode. A look at behind the scenes. It's the bruise on the balcony difference. <laughs> we got the Cooper Red Rocket. We got Corona <laughs> taking over the city. I'm blocking Nick. He's going to stab me in the neck if he misses a minute of Survivor. <laughs> so we're going to sign off. TJ, you got anything else to say? That's man? it, man. I, thanks for coming in. You're welcome to use the studio. I love doing this with you. I, love I gotta host, come. I got to come back. You're I probably come like, back. fuck this. I just want to do my show in my no, own place. No, 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 no. I, I got to come back, especially 
especially <laughs> if I don't get to go to work, if if uh, I get sent home, I gotta I gotta have a dose of society somehow. <laughs> so I'll, I'll come see Coop. Come on over. Uh, I love being on the show. It's fun. Yeah, big week, big week. Uh, hope uh, we were able to kind of give you guys a break from all the all the crap going on and just talk some football, man. So uh, uh, for TJ, for Nick, uh, he's gotta go watch Survivor. I gotta go <laughs> eat some goddamn dinner. I'm gonna go play MLB the Show. Uh, Ooh, yeah, I'm trying to get that soon. I have an Xbox, but I got to Yeah, let's stream it. I'm down, dude. Yeah. I, I'd love to. Uh, not to brag, but I made a championship series last year. Did you really? A couple times. I haven't I haven't made World Series. That's the goal this year. But uh, that, that'll do it. For, for Nick, for TJ, I'm Zach. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week.